0: Hello and welcome to Cody and Corbin I Have a podcast, the show where two former roommates and they were roommates talk about a new movie every week. This weekend on the show we're gonna be talking about Interstellar. Dad,
1: why did you name me after something that's bad? Oh, we didn't. Murphy's Law.
0: Murphy's Law doesn't mean that something bad will happen.
2: It means that whatever can happen will happen. We must confront the reality that nothing in our solar system can help us. Now you need to tell me what you plan is to save the world. We're not meant to save the world. We're meant to leave it, and this is the mission we were trained for. I've got kids, Professor. Get out there and save them.
1: i night no you when you come back.
0: Corbin's vocal, your host, and with me, of course, as always, is my co-host Cody. Cody, how are you doing?
1: We back, baby. Uh, week two, yeah, doing pretty well, man. How you doing?
0: Good. And also joining us this week is our our first guest, <laughs> first guest of the season, third guest ever, longtime supporter of the show, probably our greatest supporter, and the person who chose this movie, Mister Aiden Cotter. How are you doing?
2: Doing doing great today, Corbin. Thanks for having me. Like. Like you said, I'm an avid listener of the show. I don't watch a lot of movies, so I haven't seen most of the movies you guys have uh, done episodes on, but I've listened to most of them anyway. And you know what? I feel like I pretty much just watched the movie. So ready to roll Damn. with Interstellar. One of the classics.
0: Well, we we always appreciate That's what we love the, to hear, man. The the support.
1: Support. You know, you pick shit movies. That's probably the one he doesn't know. You know, I was just making a joke. Uh but I wasn't allowed to talk about it. Continue on. Aiden, why why'd you pick this movie, dude? Let's hear it.
2: Um, Interstellar, I'm a big uh big fan of sci-fi movies and Matthew McConaughey is probably one of my favorite actors, I would say. And you know, when both those two things collide, just kind of all the makings of a good movie. And um I also I heard Cody did not really like this movie, so then as soon as I heard that I knew we had to do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's actually a good pick. Um so I think we will have differing opinions on it. Um and yeah, I mean it's pretty I feel like most people like, this is a mainstream movie, I think. So I think it's a yeah, good one think... just, just for a pick as well, yeah. No, you should go first for initial thoughts, though, dude. Let's hear him I, I want to hear what you think about this movie, because I feel like me and Dan might be on complete opposite sides, but you might be, like, somewhere in the middle. So I'm very interested in all you have to say.
0: Yeah, um, I-, I would say I'm somewhere in the middle. Um, I'm a pretty big fan of Christopher Nolan as a whole. Uh, I like just about all of his movies, um, which I know is a very, like, film bro take to have and I recognize that a little bit but um I think this is not his best work I think it is uh pretty it, it's it's just too much it's too over the top for sure. Um we we watched Tenet you know we talked about going back and seeing Tenet uh last September and that movie you know has a lot of big ideas very similar to this one but the thing you know it's stated in the movie you know don't think about it just feel it. And what this movie tries to do is make you think about it nonstop. And you have no choice but to think about it. Uh there's exposition out to the ass where they're always trying to explain every single thing that's happening with some sort of scientific, real world, practical, you know, mumbo jumbo. And it's great because it's accurate and it's true and it backs up. But at the end of the day, it's all just like, let's explain this away. Like even in that final scene, which is a little ridiculous, where he ends up in the Tesseract or whatever, you've got the damn robot explaining to him what's going on. Uh, other thoughts? You know, this is a long movie. <laughs> Sorry, this is a long movie. <laughs> yeah,
1: you were being pretty loud there, uh,
0: other way, Otherwise, this is just a pretty long movie. Um, it, it, it really ebbs and flows with the slower parts and the quicker parts. Um, but, yeah, that's what I got from my initial thoughts. Uh, Cody, tell us why you hate this movie.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, normally I would say, oh, I, I don't hate this movie. No, it's not that bad. No, this movie's fucking trash. Um, sort of backing off what you were saying, I actually love Nolan as well. I mean, I think The Prestige is one of my top three favorite movies, and that's sort of like one of his lower tier on other people's lists, I feel like. Also, obviously, like the Batman stuff's pretty good. Dark Knight, very good. Um, but, yeah, I mean... <laughs> This is the, this is only the second time that I've watched this movie. And the first time it pissed me off, but <laughs> rewatching it, it's just like the first hour. Nolan is just sucking his own cock with this, with this twist. He's like, Oh, this twist is so good. Oh, I'm going to milk this fucking bookcase so much. Like, dude, it's really not even an interesting twist. Cause you go from the scientific prospect to fifth dimensional beings, but it's not fifth dimensional beings. It's just us in the future, which that doesn't really make sense. Um, but yeah, he thinks he's M Night this movie. I just don't buy it. Um, Obviously, uh, as well as that, um, this is basically just a porno for NASA. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if if we, there was like a timer on the clock of you know how much of screen I support time NASA was just oh I like NASA, but you know they like were defunded like in the early two thousands I think or late two thousands. This I feel like this was uh, you know just something for them be like. Dude, rackets are cool. They're gonna save the world. Which, you know, might be true, but it's they basically just porn out at this point. Um, and then yeah, a couple other things. The score is just noticeably fucking terrible. I don't know what Han Zimmer's wow. doing in this movie. Wow. It's
0: a really hot wow. take.
1: It's wow. not a hot take at all. He literally is wow. asleep. He's falling asleep on the fucking organ, dude. And I can't hear anything Matthew wow. Kane is saying when they're in the fucking spaceship. Just goes. Uh, and it doesn't stop he does that fucking a minute straight when there's anything going on in the spaceship um i don't even think that's controversial dude i feel like most people think that
0: well um off yeah, of that point
2: some, yeah i think it won an oscar for best original
0: <laughs> score but. Um, in terms of that's something no one's done with you know all of his recent movies tenet dunkirk this movie it's like it's this thing where he's like making the score a character almost. And he's like turning up the sound mixing on the score, like ridiculously loud to where it's like above the level of some of the characters at moments. And I I can understand why you'd be upset about that. And I think it intent it like is really bad. And I think this is like mm. him beginning to do that.
1: I actually like like the music part of it. Like it's actually, you know, a catchy, like sort of go-to song, like the end credits. That's like the theme they played all the way through but just dude, he just blares it in my fucking ears constantly <laughs> and I can't stand it. Um, Yeah. That's that's most of my initial sauce. Not, not a great uh, movie here from Nolan. I think he's got a lot of issues in the plot, obviously, which <laughs> we'll get to next. I'm sure a lot. Um, Yeah. Aiden, go for it, dude. What, what do you like? What do you like about this movie?
2: Um, Wow. Well, after it just got torn apart by you guys, let's see. Um, For <laughs> me, it's just like, I personally love the score. I guess we can just disagree about that. Um, it's probably my favorite movie score of all time. Nominated Hans, for best <laughs> Hans, Hans Zimmer wasn't nominated. Hans Zimmer
1: uh, is incredible.
2: Um, for me, it's just so much more than just a sci-fi movie. And I definitely there's a lot of criticism I think with the actual science behind like that aspect of the movie. But for me, it's so much more. It's so much like. I'm focused more on, like, Matthew McConaughey as, like, a father. Like, how he's, like, interacting and how he is kind of, like, you just get thrown into him as this single father who, like, not isn't necessarily, like, not paying as, like, the best dad in the world, like, not the best role model. Um, And then he just gets, like, shipped away, and the entire time he's just, like, focused on, like, getting back to his daughter. Like, that is, like, his end goal. Like, he's just battling this, like, inner purpose where like he knows he could have done so much more with his life like he just has to be this small town farmer and then it's like contrasting with that duty he feels to like get back to his family and that for me is like the biggest cause like seeing him like I don't know that like self-reflection where he's like trying to chase his own dreams and like be this like I don't know astronaut essentially right where he's been working on this his whole life but then that's like not his life anymore, and he has to like really battle with that. And for me, that is like what is so interesting to about the movie. Um, I haven't seen a lot of Christopher Nolan movies. I have to say, I think like Inception and Dunkirk. I guess The Dark Knight. Okay, I guess I've seen some Christopher Nolan. Movies, yeah, but <clears throat> I don't know. For me, I like sort of like the family drama aspect of this movie. I really like the soundtrack. And then I just like how much uh, Christopher Nolan like ties stuff back later in the movie. Like, I don't know, just like little stuff. Like the Murphy's Law thing is kind of overplayed, but I think that's entertaining. I don't like how her name is Murph and, and that seems pretty cheesy to me, but I like how they keep bringing it back and this kind of like the whole thing is about Murphy's Law. And then the whole like power of love. Yeah, that
1: is a pretty good one. Murph. Screaming Murph. I, I'm back. Like, I'm going like, uh, to cut it. Is that right? Oh, no. Go for it. <laughs> Actually, my favorite part about this movie is Murph and uh, Matthew McConaughey's relationship at the beginning. Um, the scene where they're in her bedroom, he's going to leave. I mean, if that doesn't, like, tear you in the heartstrings a little bit, you, you don't have anything there. And then at the end, when they're finally reunited, like... That's actually good stuff. I think it's just surrounded by a bunch of you know gabagool that doesn't really necessarily need to be there. The overall theme of the power of love over science is definitely an interesting one in this sort of movie, just because it's not touched on at all until like the very very end. And I'm gonna say I I don't hate that that um that theme, but I don't think it really works for this movie because their bond is strong enough but i don't know if it's quantifiable enough to you know create a five-dimensional uh, bookcase um, i'm sure we're going to get into it more um yeah I, I actually agree with what most are saying so that's that's positive i guess
0: yeah i'll just uh finish up our initial thoughts here uh, unless aiden has anything else to say um i think the what doesn't work is that like they try and explain it all away so much and then just at the end they're like oh we're just gonna it's love uh (laughs) so it's like it's it's a good theme but it's kind of like cody said thrown in a little bit at the end um obviously love is important but as the solution to all their problems uh i would have thought it would have been gravity not love but you know
1: (laughs) i think it was a
2: little bit of gravity as well i mean i think like technically it was gravity
0: yeah, <laughs> would you say that uh, gravity is to interstellar as family is to fast and furious?
1: Wow, that's a stretch.
0: There's that a pretty deep, it's a, it's a big moment. Uh, why don't we just go ahead and get on with it, Cody? Let's move on to stupidest part. You stupid, not since uh, I'm sure you have plenty to say.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I could focus on a couple here. Uh, the, the one at the beginning is you know. They just find uh, Matthew McConaughey through these coordinates um, and then you just leave the next day. Cause you know, fuck it. <laughs> that's dumb. Um, that's obvious. That's the weird. two, the two big ones I do have is obviously the ending. I'm sure. We'll talk a lot about the bookcase, but the one I want to talk about first is um, the whole Matt Damon character. Uh, <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> I don't know why it's in this movie. It's, it's just there, I think, so there's like an at- antagonist. And it's so on the nose that Matt Damon's character's name is Dr. Man. He's a man. <laughs> <laughs> that is the worst of humanity right there. And just naming that just pisses me off. His intentions don't even make sense. He's like, he wants to do it to, to save everybody. Um, but they were probably going to send Anne Hathaway that way anyways. Um, so it doesn't really matter. He could have just, you know, gotten on the ship with them and be like, dude, take me wherever you want because this plan's bullshit. He didn't have to lie at the beginning. I mean, he already got them there. So what's the point of killing them all and then taking their ship? I don't know. It it doesn't seem like a great plan. You know, he probably would have had some time to think it out if he wasn't, you know, in that water casing for like 100 years. Um, But yeah, I I honestly just hate that part of the movie every time. Well, I've only watched it twice, but the second time when it came on, I was like, I forgot this was in here. Like, I'm just out of the movie after that. But yeah, what what do you guys think about Matt Damon in this movie and his character?
2: Um, I have Matt Damon in. I'll definitely want to touch on him later. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he makes no sense in this movie. His character, their whole thing. I think for me, my stupidest part was the first planet they get to, how Doyle, like the one dude on the crew who dies, the first one who dies, how he doesn't make it back to the ship before Anne Hathaway gets picked up by the robot. If you watch the scene... He's like, he's like over halfway to the ship compared to Ann Hathaway. And they send that robot, the uh, case, and he's like rolling through the water. And the whole time Doyle is just standing there watching him while the ocean, these waves are just coming crashing down. And he's just standing. He doesn't even start to move towards the ship until Ann Hathaway is already back on the ship. Just like the oh, most shit. needless, that for me oh, was just shit. the dumbest. He deserved to die for being that stupid. That was the dumbest scene in the entire movie. That is funny. But that dude the that, Mad Damon that, stuff
1: is really bad. Yeah. That dude's like such a no-namer in the movie, I feel like you just forget he's there and then he just dies for no reason. <laughs> like is that way was so far out and she still didn't die. That dude did <laughs> I, I agree with that. That's pretty fucking
0: stupid. Is that dude in Hunger Games? Does anyone know? Yeah, he's the guy with the weird beard in the first yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Quite the only though. thing I know him in other than. That. <laughs> um yeah that's funny yeah that whole scene is definitely frustrating uh just the, the water just being so stupid it's it's avoidable Aiden do you have anything else that was stupid or should I
2: um I mean there's definitely I guess the other thing is like I don't know if this is stupid or just like screw Dr. Brand like the original old dude
0: Michael Caine like, yeah Kane. I mean no he's a, he actually think he
2: doesn't I actually like his <laughs> role I think he fits his character pretty well But, like, just, like, his whole logic, like, you find out that there's no plan A. Like, it's literally all just plan B. But then, like, he knows that. So, I don't understand why he sends Cooper in the first place. If they were going to go and there was no plan A in the first place, why do you need a really good pilot if you're not even coming back? And, like, he's just kind of, I don't know, just kind of, like, not a good person. He knows he's sending this dude who's, like, a single father. He's, like, taking away from his kids and just... Sending him to die for
1: absolutely no reason. Like, they would have been totally fine without sending Cooper. So, that's I 100% weird. agree with that. And he's sending his own daughter as well. Like, I guess you just don't want to see your daughter ever again. And
0: does he doesn't tell his daughter. Like, she doesn't even yeah. know. <laughs> Definitely tough.
1: That didn't – yeah, that's that really doesn't make any sense in the context story. But, yeah. It's
0: quite the ethical dilemma.
2: What about you, Corbin? What do you think was
0: um, – because- First of all, I love Matt Damon, and I don't want any uh, Matt, <laughs> Matt Damon disrespect. <laughs> to no, I happen like here. even
1: basically everything else he's in, but this I think
0: um, I love a good Matt Damon cameo, especially you know uh, when we when we get to recommendations, so trying, huh? I'll I'll throw some Matt Damon cameos at you. Um, but for me, stupidest part for me, I just I, I mentioned a little bit of my initial thoughts. I just think there's way too much talking and exposition throughout the movie. Um, even like they it's very much you know something they talk about it's better to show than to tell in this movie just tells you tells you tells you even like the first scenes where cooper goes and he has the parent te- teacher conference it's just all these lines of dialogue that are trying to tell you that oh this guy used to be an engineer and he used to work for nasa and the government's kind of shady now and you're running out of food and his, his wife died of a cyst
2: yeah, yeah that was just completely out of pocket
0: like <laughs> one of those teachers
2: that just came at him about his dead wife for no reason, he's just was, criticizing right. his
0: stupid, yeah. It, it's crazy. Um, and then my, my only other big complaint, uh, beyond what you guys hit on, is I just feel like there's a lot of times where the time and the way the scenes are edited don't really make a lot of sense. Um, I get this movie is supposed to be a little disorienting, and that, like, obviously oh they're on this planet for a couple hours and it turns into you know 23 years or whatever but i think the way they edit it just like leaves you really confused and feeling you know, like like it wasn't like they weren't even there for very long so like for example they land on the water planet the whole scene is maybe 15 20 minutes which is fine but like they they get hit by the wave and the robots like oh it's going to be like 45 minutes to an hour and then they have a conversation that literally lasts like 3 minutes and he's like, okay, it's ready. And then when they leave, they're like, oh, you were there for three hours. And it's just, I, I think they could have done a better job of editing those scenes to at least show some sort of passage of time. Because it feels like it's all happening in real time with the way they edit it. But then they're like, oh, you were down there and you just missed 20 years. And I, and I just really hate that part of it.
2: Yeah, it feels like they just use the excuse where it was like, obviously time moves faster. Like on, it's slower on that planet compared to like Earth, but it seems like they just established that and then like didn't actually take that into consideration. They were just like, okay, like we can make it however long we want, right? And I don't know, it just
0: because it seems like him and like banana Hathaway are just having a conversation, and then suddenly another wave's coming. But apparently, they've been sitting there for like an hour, <laughs> having the same. I don't know if they were staring at each other for the other forty minutes, or I don't know what was. Yeah, that. I think it just wasn't edited very well. But yeah, yeah.
2: Like they could a cut to like more of the waves and more of the scenery, because like I don't know, that scene itself, like the waves and everything, visually was incredible. Oh yeah. But aside, this it just felt like they took that and then just didn't need to add anything to it because they had this incredible visual effect.
0: I think in that scene in particular, um, the score is the is really well done. and Is probably the best part of that scene. Um, speaking of scenes that we like, let's move on to our next category. Favorite scene. Is very gorgeous to me.
1: I would actually like to uh, continue talking about that water scene. That oh, is okay. By, there you go. No, that's by far the best scene in the movie, I think. That's just vintage Nolan, I think. Um, right when they go down there, well, the whole relativity thing, I think, is very interesting as well. Where an hour is seven years on Earth um that seems to be the only real stakes in this movie where i'm like oh shit dude seven fucking years an hour like they better get the fuck down there and get out um right when they get down there eh, the score
0: starts doing that ticking
1: noise he goes tick, tick, tick. that's such good direction
0: um every one of those ticks is an hour of earth time passing yeah yeah i did know that's that. really cool. that is that's so sick
1: um but yeah, and then obviously the, the rescue of Anne Hathaway is fun. Um, and then, like you said, the, the visual on the, the tsunami or just the wave, whatever you want to call it, very badass. Um, I, I love that scene. Other than that, um, I basically just like anything with Murph and uh, Matthew McConaughey, the Murph. like I said, Murph. Um, I did have one gripe. I, I thought at the end, um, you know, he should have stayed stayed with her, but also if, if he told her, like, um Huge proud of her or something for saving the universe. I, I probably would have cried a little bit, but he was just like, Oh, I was your ghost. Uh, all about me, all about me. Dude, you saved the goddamn earth and you're not even gonna say you're proud of her. Like, come on, not a very good dad there. Um, but yeah, I actually really like their relationship a lot. Like I was saying, also, I mean, the CGI in this movie is incredible. That wormhole, I mean, they actually like created like a sort of wormhole in a simulation you can go into it like there's youtube videos i'm sure like hours long of how they made it it's actually pretty crazy
0: um but yeah yeah i mean I there's even it's... stuff where like the sorry to cut you off like no you're good the, the simulations that they ran and the way they created the cgi had like real effects like for scientists and like they discovered mm-hmm. things as they were creating the cgi for this movie which is one of the really cool things about this movie
1: Yeah, scientifically speaking this is actually a pretty sound movie um that wormhole being the big breakthrough like they literally started breakthroughs just from like trying to make a movie which i think is pretty cool um but yeah i mean there aren't a ton of scenes that i love in this movie but that water scene i think is by far my favorite
0: what do you think aiden what's your favorite scene
2: yeah i mean the water scene visually i just the whole thing with um what's what's face beauty well, doyle dying me will always just piss me off in that scene but i think build like coming back right after that like when they get back on the ship after the water planet and it's been 21 years or whatever and matthew mcconaughey Coop going in and watching the videos from his kids for me that was my favorite part of the movie that was just so like emotional like murph's recording at the end is just like I don't know. That one really hit me. Like, like you were talking about, I do. I also think like their relationship is like one of probably the highlight of this movie. And that one really was just like, holy shit. Like, just to, looking at it from Matthew High or from Cooper's point of view, like, he's watching his kids. It's literally, he's been down on the planet for like three hours and he comes back and he's like watching his kids and these like short video clips just like grow up before his eyes and like become like more and more resentful for like him leaving. And, like, he's, like, seeing the consequences of him abandoning his family. And for me, that was, like, super powerful. Um, I think the other one, one less serious, I love at the very end, when, at the beginning of the movie when Cooper's talking to uh, the teachers, at the very end when the teachers are, like, what are you going to do to stop, uh, to, like, fix Murphy's behavior? And he's, like, There's a base- Murphy's favorite baseball team is playing tomorrow. And there's going to be some of her favorite food and some ice cream and everything. I think I'm going to take her to that. I just thought that was pretty – that was a pretty good uh, father moment. That was pretty cool.
0: I have a question Yankees, for you guys. Man. Is is that supposed to be the, the Yankees? Like, is that what's left of the Yankees? Oh, yeah.
1: yeah that's, that was my that's trivia question.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, better come up with another
1: one. <laughs> yeah, I know. You already ruined – you ruined my trivia question already and sorry. Um but yeah, dude, that was literally interesting. I think nobody just cares about baseball anymore because everybody's trying to survive. I I, I like the first like half hour of this movie and then like pockets in between. I also agree with your first scene, uh like after they come out of the water planet. He's just watching um what's his face? Tom, uh what's the actor's name? Uh Casey Affleck. Like, just watching him grow up, like having a kid, and the kid dies and he <laughs> grows out a big depression beard going through stuff like i mean yeah i think just anything like actually emotional with the family is actually pretty good in this movie um but yeah uh, i i back both those picks
0: yeah i definitely i love the scene as well where he's just like sitting there bawling his eyes out uh that is really powerful stuff from mcconaughey i think that like cemented him as like one of the greatest living actors of the time um Moving on to my favorite scene is actually something you guys have said you, you're not big fans of is is Matt Damon stuff. But I think in particular the scene where it's cross-cutting, um, I think it's just really well done. So you have the kids on the ground with Topher Grace and Jessica Chastain trying to get uh, her brother, her nieces, or her nephew to leave the farm. They burn down uh, all the corn and then they're trying to get him out of there as well as that being cross-cut with cooper being attacked by matt damon uh that dude just being a, a total dick um i just love the way that those two scenes are cut together and i think it builds for like this perfect little climax like the building tension across those two events happening simultaneously I'm not going to get into the the time warp of this it probably isn't really happening at the same time but the way it's cross cut together um i think is just like phenomenal top-notch stuff um there's two lines from both of those uh First of all, Jessica Chastain says, are you going to wait for your next kid to die to Casey Affleck? Which is, <laughs> which is, is tough, tough stuff. Oh, that is pretty savage. Oh my God. <laughs> and then... Uh, that's the toughest line in the movie. Matt Damon says, "I thought I thought I was prepared to die. The truth is I never considered the possibility my planet wasn't the one. And I just, I really love those two scenes. I get why the stuff with Matt Damon is dumb and like his particular motivations don't really make a lot of sense. But I think the way that it's staged um and just all the tension and the way it builds up is is really well done
2: yeah i i do agree with that i don't necessarily love matt damon this role but i think especially like the first time you watch this like you have um oh my, what is his name in the movie mm-hmm.
0: uh, dr man
2: yeah doctor you have dr man being like they dr. talk about man. him and they reference him like constantly and so there is definitely like build up when you finally like get to meet him and then having it be just like matt damon in like the small role is definitely really cool and i definitely liked how they did that where they're like just flipping back and forth between um, the scene on earth happening at whatever time
0: but i think i think part of the reason that like on a first time watch it's almost better is because like Matt Damon is such a lovable actor and like you never expect him to like make this turn and be a dick and like actually like betray them. So I think it, it kind of works the first time around where it's like, (laughs) Oh, this is actually Cody disagrees. Cody, what do you think? You you don't think it works?
1: Uh, No, I definitely don't. Um, It just takes me out of the movie when I'm watching it.
0: I feel like, you know,
1: we're finally on this, this planet where stuff's going to go down and, you know, fucking Matt Damon's just there for some reason (laughs) and he's just being Matt Damon. I feel like he's not even really acting in this movie. He's sort of just, just being himself. And you're just like, oh, okay. Matt Damon's in this movie now. He's probably going to do something. So, I mean, why would he get cast in this role if it's nothing? Um, but, yeah, also his performances are trash. But, yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of uh, – it, it, the scene you were talking about, I, I do like that, um, where he's, like – he's talking about survival instincts and the last thing you'll see is your kids. And he's, like, on the ground suffocating. And then it cuts, like, Jessica Jast- 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 Chastain. I like, trying to figure shit out. I do like that. I think that's just good direction. Um, I think the writing is really, you know, the problem with this movie. I think Nolan obviously knows how to make pretty good films. Um, So, yeah, I, I agree with, with what you're saying, mostly. But, yeah.
0: We move on to our next category, Who Can Act? Wow. <laughs> I feel like we have, might, might have one similar person across this category, but uh, Aiden, get it started. Who can act in this movie?
2: I mean... McConaughey, like, that is a pretty... It's, like, the obvious answer. Like, I think he's excellent in this movie. His... he His emotional depth in this movie, I think, compared to some of his other roles was stuff where, I don't know, for me, this was the first time... The first McConaughey movie where I was, like, really struck by that part of his acting. Because, like, I think he's always just kind of a badass and he's got that awesome accent. Um, and I think those two things alone, you're going to be fine. Right? But, like, his... I don't know. Seeing him like break down in full tears like that for me was just like super powerful. Like we already talked about a decent amount. Um, my other little one, um, I don't know if you guys know who Bill Irwin is. He was Mr. Noodle. I don't know if you guys ever watched Sesame Street. You guys, have, do you guys uh, want I'm,
0: to- I'm all over this. I know what you're about to say. All right. So, oh, no, you're Mr. About-
2: <laughs> so Mr. Noodle is his character on Sesame Street. Oh, whatever. You like knew when you've grown up. Lulu, He's Hoo, and,
0: uh The Grinch, too. Oh, really? Oh yeah,
2: <laughs> I've seen the Grinch. Um, but Bill Irwin is t- the voice of Tars, the robot, and I just thought oh. his having like I just thought that was so cool. <laughs> Instead of having just like a super like mundane like rob I don't know robotic robot voice, it's like Bill Irwin's voice. And like for me, someone who like knew who that was and like heard that voice a lot when I was like younger, it was like pretty cool to see him be the robot in this movie. Well, guess, that's not really
0: acting, but. Well, and a cool thing here is that those robots are not CGI; they're actually puppets, and he did the actual puppeteering like on set right. for these robots. So he was there doing the the voice acting. He was the he was the puppeteer for both Tars and Case, but he only did the voice, of course, for Tars. So,
1: hmm. who was he in Sesame Street? Mister Noodle. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's. Is That's that a too. puppet? Your person, no,
0: he's well, person. just look it up,
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I will. I thought it was a I did, we'll, uh...
2: we'll touch on that during
1: recommendations. <laughs> I should <laughs> save I it should... for later. I didn't even put down the robots, but I probably should have because I think those are a couple of my two favorite characters in the movie. So Such good. good acting from from uh, evidently one guy, uh, but yeah, the voice acting also very good, the humor level just funny throughout, never gets done funny. Um. I got I got a lot of names here. Honestly, I think a lot of people are good in this movie, and there's only a few like sore thumbs, if I'm being honest. Uh, I I also didn't even know Timothy Chalamet was in this movie the first time I watched it. Uh, did you know
0: that, Corbin? Um, I I did not the first time I watched it because I think I mm-hmm. saw it like before I knew who he was. But that's what I'm seeing saying. It, yeah. Seeing it in the last couple of years, being like, oh, cra-, I definitely had that realization at later right. date where I was like, oh crap, that's Timmy.
1: Oh yeah, this is the only the second time I saw it. <laughs> it <was> like, <laughs> I guess that's like, fair. What the hell, Timothy Chalamet's son? Uh, I just thought that was really funny. I Definitely an early,
0: was. an early, early, early role for him. Oh yeah, I don't. That's probably the first thing
1: I saw him, and honestly, I just didn't know it. Um, but yeah, obviously Matthew McConaughey, best actor in this movie, Murph. Uh, yeah, who says Murph more? Uh, him in this movie or <laughs> or uh Rick thing, Carl in The Walking Dead. I think it might be Murph, dude.
0: Well, I don't know how many seasons in that dude dies, so I, I don't want to do the math on that one. But. All right, might we'll have to fact check it. Um, yeah, obviously,
1: <laughs> obviously he's the best actor in this movie. Uh, I mean, he's got a Best Actor Oscar for uh, Dallas Buyers Club. He's also very good as well. I think you should watch that, Aiden, actually. Um, yeah, it's his movie. He knows what he's doing. I also love uh, My Cocaine. Not just because I like Mike O'Kane. Uh he's actually pretty good in this. Most Nolan movies, like in Tenet, he's really got nothing to do. He's actually a character in this, has some strange motives, but you know, he's still fun to watch on screen. But my favorite two my favorite duo by far is Jessica Chastain and Casey Affleck just together. Um that's really I think the best part of this movie. I think Jessica Chastain is very, very good in this movie. And then Casey Affleck is sort of just that foil of you know, I'm just staying here, fuck it, dude. Like we might die, but I'm not leaving. And Murph's the or Jessica Chastain is, is the opposite of that, saying, you know, we, there's still hope or whatever. Um, but yeah, that they are just my favorite part, part in the story, I think. I think the the transition to Murph, the kid actor, to Jessica Chastain is just seamless. You don't even think it's anybody different. You don't question that at all. Um and I think that's just props to her. Um, but yeah, those those are my picks. A lot of lot of picks for best best performance for me.
0: What do you think, Arvin? Well, my my two did get taken, uh. But I just want to say, this is like a really strong cast and probably the best cast in a Nolan movie. Um, just going through the names: McConaughey, John Lithgow, Timothy Chalamet, um, obviously Anne Hathaway, Michael Caine, Topher Grace, Jessica Chastain, Matt Topher. Damon. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about some of those people some more here in a minute. But uh, it's just like pretty insane ensemble um the two i did have written down of course mcconaughey like absolutely insane uh especially like mentioned already in the podcast the scene where he's sitting there just crying like that is just so impressive to me um and going back to the exposition thing he has some like lines of dialogue in this movie where he's just like spouting a speech of just like nonsense and bs and he's like Oh yeah, like I get it. Like I'm down. I'm I'm 100% in for what you're saying and it's only because Matthew McConaughey has the prowess and the the power to do that. Um and then the second thing I had written down was, was Tars, Bill Irwin, uh Mr. Noodle, one of the goats. Uh I think th- that is just probably like one of the best characters and it's it's funny because it's not even a human. Um I think the design of those robots is really cool. Um but I, I like the way the humor and the honesty like kind of uh plays through as a constant thing throughout the script and is is always coming back up, so yeah, even in the end, it
2: kind of the only comedic relief in the movie, like him and uh cooper's interactions were like actually like very funny, like all of them having him like adjust the settings and stuff is like very funny for me,
0: but yeah, I like that stuff a lot uh let's move on to who can't act. That's my opinion! <laughs>
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> i mean it's Pat david uh, yeah that was I've, mine I've, ta- too. I've talked about it a lot already um uh, the name's dumb i mean dude his, his choices are interesting um he just shouldn't be in this movie if i'm being honest just just give me a no name give me pretty much anybody else like i said he just takes me out of the movie and then he just he doesn't really have anything to say he just says random shit back and forth that whole mcconaughey walk he was just talking about like really the most random crap ever. Human instinct. You're going to see your kids when you die. Blah, blah, blah. There's just no emotion in it at all, I thought. And <laughs> I, I mean, even when he's, you know, turning into the bad guy or whatever, he's still not showing any emotion. Like you think this guy would be getting pissed off. He's like, dude, we're not going back home. We're trying to fucking save the earth here. What the hell are you doing? But then just like, oh no, I'm just going to, you know, throw him down a mountain and headbutt him and then just walk away. Um, I think this might be, his worst performance uh i haven't seen you know everything he's in he's been in a crab ton of stuff um but it's by far the worst i've ever seen him in so yeah i feel like that's the obvious obvious choice here
2: yeah uh, uh, matt damon was the only one i had really written down from an acting perspective he just i don't know he just gets talked up i don't even know if it's really like i definitely agree like he's very emotional emotionalist especially like at the very end when like uh cooper is like just suffocating on the ground and he like just walk like i don't know he says some line he like turns around he walks away he's like i can't even watch this just like the way he says it is just like the most (laughs) nonchalant like he just like i don't know i i i think it was a combination of him not having a very good doing a very job but also this role just not being very good for him like i don't know i think it's kind of hard to root against him and especially in a movie like this i think that was this is one of my biggest issues in this movie is like there's not really like an antagonist like who are we like rooting against and i think if they would have could have cast someone who was like very obvious if dr man would have been like very obviously a villain i think that might have helped a little bit because matt damon is just like i don't know like he just comes on the screen and you're like you want to root for this guy and then to have him be the antagonist for me was just like not a great plot twist, um, so I, don't know. I think he was he was the only one I had for who can't act.
1: The thing is too, not, not I, I feel to like him. I feel like he could be a good antagonist because he has he doesn't play the bad guy a lot. Um, the obvious one to me is the the departed, uh, and he's so good in that. I think just he didn't have enough screen time. I think he wasn't, you know, entirely sure who this character was or or why he he's feeling this way. Um, but that could just be you know he probably didn't get paid shit for that role either. Uh, so, so maybe he wasn't invested. Um, but yeah, Corbin, you said you said he liked this performance, did you? Let's hear why. Well, I guess you already said it. A little I, bit. Don't to, I don't need to. I don't need to
0: defend it. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys don't like it, that's fine. uh I just have. A, how many days do you guys think Matt Damon was on set for this? <laughs>
1: oh, three. Give him a week tops. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'd say I'd say a week. Um before we uh move on to you guys recasting matt damon let me just get I got, my i got
1: another, <laughs> i got i got another role as well oh okay well go ahead i only have one
0: up? so you go ahead and go
1: Are you want me to go again all right yeah uh my god he what is Anne hathaway doing in this movie <laughs> um i feel like you know Anne hathaway pretty good actress i haven't seen her in a ton uh i think i saw devil wars prada once pretty good in that Uh but dude i mean i can't even listen to her talk in this movie it's just bad the The start the beginning it's not that bad she's just like oh she's this hard-ass scientist i mean i respect that that's a good character um but then it just turns into a love story with with her and some dead guy on some planet we and, never meet. yeah that's tough as well um but yeah it just goes from her spouting you know scientific bullshit which is fine it's a decent role for her to her You know, talking about how love is quantifiable and love rules all. We should go to this planet because, you know, just straight love. The thing about Anne Hathaway is, you know, that's fine for her character, but I just don't buy what she's saying coming out of her mouth. I think her emotional depth, like everyone's talking about, compared to Matthew McConaughey just isn't really comparable in this movie uh but her crying scenes you know i just don't buy it i don't buy much she says it could just because she started out as this this like fast talking scientist at the beginning and then your, her character took such a strong turn to just the sappy emotional you know i mean i you would, that character would probably happen like that if you're in space and you're fucked up like i mean you're you're Dunzo basically you find out your dad's been lying to you like some emotional stuff would happen but I just don't buy anything that comes out of her mouth, and I think she's terrible in this movie.
0: Um, so yeah, uh, Anne Hathaway is Catwoman.
1: Uh, yeah, that's that's a man. She's not
0: bad, but she doesn't really do anything.
1: No, Michelle Pfeiffer.
0: Easy now. Uh, my uh, my one picked for pick for who cannot act. Um, I'm gonna say my man Topher Grace, you know. Oh, disrespectful! (laughs) I think he's like the least serious actor actor in this whole bunch. Uh, So that doesn't mean he's bad, and his performance is not very good. Yeah, you're full. His role is kind of. I mean, I don't think it's well written. He he doesn't really get any. He doesn't get any development. Um, I think especially like when he's at the house and he's like, "You need to leave right now." To like. these fucking, like, this kid and his mom and, like, <laughs> Casey Affleck. And, like, I just think it's, like, what are you doing? What are you talking about? Who are you? Why do you matter? Why are you kissing Jessica Chastain at the end? Like, it's... Oh.
1: She kissed Casey him. like,
0: punching him in the face was 100% just. That was
2: awesome.
1: I mean, that yeah. Great. That was That should have been up there for best scenes. He's got weird lines, though. That's the thing. It's, like... I um, agree. At the beginning, he's, like, you got to move out right now. This is fucked up. And then when... um. You know, when they're kidnapping them in the car, he's like,
0: Get in the back seat now. <laughs> he's like, Dude, so dumb. And Then he's just like standing outside screaming at the house
1: Murph, we gotta leave. Murph, <laughs> I can see his truck. <laughs> <laughs> then he gets out of crowbar.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: I love Topher. That's not a great role for him, honestly. <laughs> I mean, it's just a bad character, bad writing. Uh, but yeah, Topher's the man. I don't know why you disrespect him. <sighs> Should have been bad character, not bad acting.
0: I don't really know why that character exists at all, to be honest. But
1: and he didn't—he didn't kiss uh, Jessica Chastain. She kissed him, him. Okay. so yeah, yeah. that's not his fault. At all. It's a
0: dumb love story, anyways. I don't.
1: I don't even think they got together.
0: <laughs> Who knows?
1: That's not confirmed.
0: It's, we'll it's not if they it didn't
2: get together? Then he really did not have a point in this movie. I was just <laughs> his literally only role is to be her love interest. I and... guess i don't know i think him he's like a doctor and
1: that yeah, name he...
2: in this movie both just like just like too big for their roles i think for like like i think it would have been much better if they were just kind of <laughs> like no names oh yeah like Poefer's not know. that big of an actor though no but i mean he's bigger
1: than who uh... is he's been in no movies though really other like than like Plains spider-man Man, spider-man 3 recently yeah he's he's gotten better at acting He's doing a lot more stuff now but i mean what is it 2014 or something i feel like that's pretty long time long ago
0: fair enough all right cody and maybe aiden Who, who's replacing matt damon let's hear it
1: yeah obviously uh actually I... recast <laughs> you're fired you're fired you're fired you're fired uh, i have really just picked this one so i was here i want to hear what you guys think about this um yeah, Matt, Matt Damon's gone, obviously. Give me, uh, give me Will Ferrell in this movie. Uh, Get out of here. <laughs> I want to see that dude, like, <laughs> emerge from the water. I, I want only one thing to say. Uh, I want, obviously, a bunch of script changes as well because it's Will Ferrell. I want the same first scene when he gets out of the water and he just breaks down crying. I think that's actually pretty good. Because, uh, I mean, dude, you haven't seen anybody for like 100 years, dude. I mean, that's scary. He said he went down there and he didn't even put a set date up, so he, he wasn't going to come off like ever again um but yeah after that you know just throw me some Will Ferrell shenanigans the thing about this movie is it's it's too serious I think um even for a Nolan film there's just no humor other than like you guys said the TARS McConaughey stuff which is good I do like that um yeah I think Will Ferrell would just just change the pace of the movie in a good way um it's still a serious role I think for him like it's not a just slapstick Adam Sandler thing um like I said he's still crying at the beginning so he's, he's, got, he's got the chops he's done some serious stuff um but then I just want the driest humor possible from him be like yeah well it only took you guys like 500 years to get to my planet I mean hey also there's nothing here so you're fucked like just stuff like that um yeah I think it's it's a change of pace from Matt Damon it probably does the same thing that I said like takes you out really a little bit um but yeah that was my dumb pick if I'm being honest so yeah Will Ferrell go to
0: why not why not Adam Sandler man Nah. Too old. Don't don't trust the Sandman.
1: I do trust the Sandman, but it's not the right role for him, dude.
0: Oh, but it's good for Will Farrell. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Makes a yeah, lot Will, of
1: sense. The Sandman's already taken a serious turn. I want to see Will Farrell get an Oscar now, dude.
0: Okay, fair enough. Uh Aiden, what do you got?
1: So I was like going
2: through and I actually took I'd say like at least like 15 to 20 minutes like trying to think of someone I wanted to play Dr. Man instead of Matt Damon. I just couldn't think of anyone. I think that just kind of like speaks on his role, like the character itself. Like there was no like big actor I would have been like if they would have played this role it would have been so much better. And that was kind of the whole thing with the movie is like I think the issues I mean this is one of my favorite movies. But I think the issues with the movies with the movies has does not have much to do with like the cast. Um, the one I did have, um, so the guy who plays Romilly, who's like the fourth, the dude who gets stuck on the ship for twenty one years,
0: the only diversity in the, the entire plane. movie, yeah, okay, the black yeah. guy, yeah. literally
2: the only black guy in
0: the movie, the only, the only well, the, any person of color in this entire, the movie. principal, the principal, he's oh,
1: David right. David Alulu or whatever.
0: There you go. I, can't yeah. say his right. name. I was wrong. say his name. Um, say
1: his name, Corbin. David. What is his last name?
0: I don't know. Olu- do it, U- I don't know how to say it. But yeah, but I don't.
1: <laughs> all right, sorry. All right.
0: Who are you replacing? <laughs>
1: so his the guy
2: who plays Romley is David Gayasi, and the only other thing he's in is um. He's like in one other movie, and I really can't
1: remember it for the life of me. I have me. no idea.
2: It's something super small. Like
0: not small, but like his He's in Cloud Atlas movie. and yeah, I think that was, like, his Annihilation.
1: I, I haven't seen either of those.
2: I, yeah. um, I would have loved to see Donald Glover and I love Donald Glover and him in The Martian is, is pretty much the exact same role and so once I started thinking of people for him that was like the first thing that came to mind um, yeah a little more diversity from Christopher
1: Nolan would have been I, I like know. that big Donald, Donald Glover in The Martian is very very good um, it's,
2: it's like a very similar role that was like the first thing I thought of that. Yeah. yeah like I said like the actors I don't
1: know I don't think the
2: cast was the issue
1: I like that guy in the movie though. He's just—he's always explaining stuff. He's like punch the hole through the paper and stuff. Big science guy. That was guy. a
2: cool scene. That was actually—I like that part.
1: They could have so... put—they could have put Neil deGrasse Tyson in that role,
2: and he, <laughs> nah. they would just like just talk about
1: science. You don't need roles. You don't need. You don't need lines. Just talk about science, dude. Uh,
0: I, the thing I liked about Romilly was like how low key he played it. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, not. <laughs> not Loki.
1: i just came up with that off the spot dude that's a, that a, that a good rule for neil degrasse dude
0: that's pretty original a sci-fi movie with
1: neil degrasse tyson <laughs> is that more on the nose than calling matt damon man i don't know it's probably pretty close
0: <laughs> i think man's a pretty common name but uh um, no, shut the hell up you did I, not
1: just defend that fuck off so, <laughs>
0: Christopher Nolan likes to do, uh, he, he likes his people, you know, he likes to stick with his guys and girls, you know, if the, if he enjoys them in one movie, he's going to cast them in another one. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: I decided to go with, you know, a, a former Christopher Nolan uh, actor, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and uh, I'm going to have him replace Topher Grace. So get Topher Grace out of here. Uh, I think uh, JGL can kind of do a little bit of everything. He He can play, a weirdo a tough guy a smart guy I, I think he's a little bit of an everyman in some ways and uh i think he just fits in there a little bit better than topher grace a little bit more serious a little bit better looking you know
1: that's debatable i, but, uh...
0: <laughs> I uh that i just would prefer him over topher grace and then uh another one of uh the dark knight rises great actors he's also an in inception tom hardy uh let's make him the voice of case um no disrespect to uh, the great Josh Stewart, who voiced Case, but let's have Tom Hardy voice Case, the second robot.
1: You know, I was just about to give you a compliment and say, you know, you're turning <laughs> into a betting you're, you're turning into a good casting director because that Joseph, Joseph gordon is actually pretty good. Uh, you're just wasting Tom Hardy at that point. You're paying that dude probably like twenty mil to, to uh,
0: voice a robot. Uh, and for the record, I he's doing the Bane voice.
1: Oh. Well, well, I'm on board then,
0: though. Uh-
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just had to make that distinction. Yeah, but I did have another pick, uh, more of a more serious one. Yeah, because, I mean, he's not going to cast Bill Ferrell cause he hasn't been in any of his movies before. Um, so, yeah, I took out my other terrible performance, which is Anne Hathaway. And, you know, he doesn't have a lot of, you know, females in his cast at times. I was thinking about uh, putting in the Indian chick from Tenet, but she might be a little bit too old uh, for the Anne Hathaway role. So I went for ScarJo. Also a little too
2: diverse for this movie.
1: That's true. She's not white, so she's, she, there's no way she can go to space. Uh, um, but yeah, give me... <laughs> all right, that's tough. I, I don't actually with do that, all right? Uh, give me ScarJo. She was, uh, I believe, in only one Christopher Nolan film, and that is the aforementioned Prestige that I was talking about. I'll tell you what, she's pretty damn good in that movie. Um, and she hasn't been in a Christopher Nolan movie since. I don't know if they like, clashed on set, or he just didn't think she was that good. But I think if you throw her in this movie, I don't know if you know necessarily better. I think ScarJo does have chops. Obviously, I mean, in her, we talked about that a lot. But I mean, that is a different role because she's just you know a, a voice in that movie. Um, but I feel like she never gets anything like super serious to do other than just like you know indie films, which a lot of people do. Um, but I think it's just a change of pace for her. Give her something serious to do, and yeah, you know, just get Anne Hathaway out of this movie, basically. And Scarjo's I think better actress
0: so what about uh what about another former one of uh uh christopher nolan's people in elliot page he's an in inception how about elliot that's page true. in that role
1: i like elliot page a lot dude uh i'm a big fan of the umbrella academy which is you know elliot page driven series uh, that's actually a really good shout yeah her earth guard i mean uh them earth guard i think it'd be
0: great uh we're gonna take a quick break for an ad and we'll be right back all right, and we're back from that wonderful word from our sponsor. That ad guy has a wonderful voice. Uh, we're going to move on to our next category. Welcome to the Academy.
2: There's, there's a mistake.
0: Moonlight, you guys won Best Picture. <laughs> this is where we give an award to this movie, either a real or a made-up one. I'll get us started. Uh, we've talked about him throughout the movie. Our man, Mr. Noodle himself. Uh, Bill Bill Irwin. <laughs> there should be a best voice actor category. Oh my god! I know it's a not li- going to
1: stop talking about this. Are you, dude? <laughs>
0: I know it's a limited. You know, you only have so many every year, but I think he, by far and away, is uh, one of the best parts about this movie, and it's just him, a puppet, and his voice. And I think he deserves some recognition for that. So, best voice actor, Bill. I mean, Irwin.
1: I, I, I agree that he okay. deserves recognition, but. You're not going to find like five nominees a year for that category. That's the thing.
0: You have like five animated movies a year. Throw in any even other count, voice acting. Though.
1: Those are voice that acting
0: performances.
1: Count. I don't think you it can It's different though.
0: Do animate so the animated movies and then anything in a live action. Both those. Well, years, then an animated could... is
1: just going to win every year and that dude's still not going to get any recognition.
0: But he would have been nominated and he would have won because I just decided it. <laughs> or would have voted for him. We are the Academy.
1: That's why you're not in the Academy.
0: I would also like to give this award for the best robot puppet. Um, didn't, didn't didn't come out the same year as the Mandalorian. So, you know, no baby Yoda <laughs> clashing. Um, so I, I'd say this uh, would get the win easily. Also, uh, best use of corn.
1: That might get snubbed, Honestly,
0: dude, a lot of corn movies. I feel like Field of Dreams. Classic. Say
1: that. <laughs> Children of the Corn.
0: Classic. Oh, um, I should not. I'd say probably that movie. Field,
1: Field of Dreams, probably, dude. Best yeah. Corn. Movie sucks.
0: What do you guys got? What awards are you?
1: Gonna <laughs> what? Uh, I, I got a couple interesting ones. Yeah. Uh, first off, I think this is a no doubt, no doubt sweep at the. Uh, at the uh, Academy, loudest organ blasting. Um, I mean, <laughs> it is the loudest organ I think I've ever heard in my life, and you know, just constantly blasted in my ears. Uh, I can't really think of any other movie with a louder organ blasting. So,
0: yeah,
2: maybe, maybe you need a better speaker for your uh, TV, Cody.
0: I wanna, It ch- could have been louder, I guess. Yeah, I would like to chime in really quickly. This movie was actually nominated for five Academy Awards. It was nominated for best visual effects and one uh and it Deservedly was also so yeah it also was nominated for best original score yeah that's <laughs> right best production design and then sure. to top it all off cody best sound editing and best sound mixing that's fine
1: that doesn't mean it's not a bad score i mean it, you said it was you said, like the organs definitely have, definitely should have been nominated for editing i feel like just because it's hans zimmer and nolan film he's gonna get nominated for anything regardless just because he's been so good in the past. Um, yeah, definitely should not have been nominated for editing or best original score. It's pretty, pretty embarrassing from the Academy, to be honest. Um, but yeah, sound, my other... editing. sound editing. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, no, that's what I was saying though.
0: Okay, Got the you. actual
1: editing is good. The sound editing's terrible. <laughs> uh, but yeah, my other my other uh, nomination is the best fifth dimensional bookcase. Mm. Um, you know, I don't think any other movie you know has a really chance at this award. Actually, we it'll probably win best fifth. And worst uh, fifth dimensional bookcase, you know it's kind of the best of both worlds. So the Razzie,
0: yeah. the Razzie the oh, yeah. worst bookcase. I mean, it's yeah. it's
1: got that category locked up. That's all I'm saying. What about
0: best bookcase period? What do you think about that?
1: Some uh, good
0: bookcases. What about the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? Is that a bookcase? I think it's a wardrobe. Uh, a wardrobe. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs>
1: that's a wardrobe. Give me another movie. The bookcase. I don't fucking know.
0: Uh, we'll There's come a- back to it. There's, like, secret entrance
1: bookcase in like, mystery movies, really. There's one in, uh... Kingsman, right? right? Knives Out, isn't there? Yeah, Kingsman, yeah, kn- probably. Knives Out. Sure. Yeah, there definitely is one in Knives Out, isn't there?
0: There is, yes. Yeah, there you go. It's well, Knives Out. Bookcase.
1: Knives Out is definitely better than this fucking dumbass dimensional bookcase, but yeah. So. Hey, do you um, got any categories for us, guess? Um, yeah, I got Worst Father Award.
2: Madden <laughs> Kaya kind of in this movie terrible oh,
1: absolutely horrible i'm
2: sorry just very selfish like just leaving his kids alone with their weird grandpa who's bound oh, to die in this dust bowl any minute like yeah,
1: he's going father. to he's going to save the world though i mean i
0: guess yeah i think there's probably some worse movie dads that we could uh give that award to you know I would say in context, he's a very bad dad. But yeah, I don't think
1: out of you know other movies, he's probably that bad of a dad. At least he loves his kids, you know. At
2: least one of them. I don't know how he feels about Tom.
1: It's actually true. He doesn't give a fuck about Tom. No, he doesn't care at all about Tom. What happened, Grant? <laughs> uh, who, who cares, dude? We the don't grandpa know. was like, the grandpa was like, yeah, Tom will be fine. He doesn't fucking care. But you got to make things right with Murph. But like, yeah. dude, uh, Tom's older. Like, I don't hey, know.
0: he's I mean, a dumb farmer. Like, He's not smart enough to go to college. He
1: left both his kids. He was second in his class. <laughs> yeah. Still too dumb. Should have been first. He ain't first, you're last. That's all I'm saying.
0: Very true. Back to Will Ferrell again, huh? Wait, what, was Will,
2: what was that about Will Ferrell? I just lagged through that whole thing.
0: He said, if you're not first, you're last.
2: So. Oh, wow. That's a hell of a quote.
0: Shake and bake. Um. Let's move on to our uh, trivia question.
1: Rob. Naked grandma! Naked, huh?
0: I know you guys, you guys lost yours. <laughs> Have you come up with alternate questions? or I just slightly
1: changed mine. So, yeah, okay. I'm fine.
0: Uh, I'll ask mine first. Um, I want Aiden to answer first and then oh. Cody. Um, mm-hmm. But don't list them out. Just uh, so... Obviously Michael Caine has been in a lot of movies with Michael directed Caine. by directed by Christopher Nolan. How many movies directed by Christopher Nolan? The students typing very quickly. I didn't realize who Michael Caine. Oh, he's well
1: he's yeah, the old guy. If you say my cocaine, it sounds like you're saying his name and his accent.
0: My I'm cocaine. <laughs> so Aiden, how many movies? Like a ballpark well here the, i believe there are 11 movies that christopher nolan has directed maybe 12 that,
2: that helps because i would have said like 15 <laughs> so
1: like um let's go with uh eight okay cody mm, i'm thinking uh so i'll just spell it out you got three batmans you got this movie you got Tenet, you got uh the prestige obviously uh, I just had another one, but I forgot it. There, there. I was at seven. What are other Christopher Nolan movies? Uh, Insomnia. He's not in Memento. I think it's seven. I'm probably
0: missing one. So it is technically eight when you count his wow. voice, but on-screen appearances, it is seven. So the movie the movie the movie cody was missing in that list was inception he's inception in inception um but he also appears (laughs) in dunkirk in a in a voice role uh he plays like tom hardy's commanding officer that like talks to him over a radio
1: yeah really i didn't know that i get that right though let's
0: go All right, we'll let Cody ask this question then since he got his right.
1: Actually, I actually have two questions. Um, of course, I'm over, I went over to you here. Um, yeah, my first one. Uh, well, originally it was what is the uh, the guy with the weird beards, you know, character name? Because so I feel like that guy's just so forgettable. But Aiden said it like 20 times. So everybody Rom- knows what it is now. Romilly? Nope. Yep, that's it for sure. Nope, that's the black guy. Uh, but yeah, I changed it up on the spot. Hey, what is Topher Grace's character's name? Uh, you guys want you want uh, multiple option? I mean, uh, multiple choice here. I'm assuming. Yes. Uh, so yeah, is it Doyle, Getty, or Hanley? Let's hear. Let's hear Aiden's first since he likes this movie a lot. Supposedly, what was the question? <laughs> What's Topher Grace's character's name? Is it Doyle, Getty, or Hanley?
2: It's not Doyle because that's the one. That's one of the dudes on our crew. Yeah, that yeah, you said it like twenty fucking times. <laughs> all
1: right, dude, sorry.
2: Um, so fifty-fifty shot. No, I mean I was looking at the cast list earlier. I'm pretty sure it's Getty,
0: right?
1: Okay. What What's that? Uh, Corbin saying?
0: Uh, I'm gonna say Hanley just to be different. Yeah, it's Getty. Aiden's Aiden's just too into
1: this movie, dude. He knows
0: it all. Can't He's get obsessed. Him.
1: Just had to do some research before I came on this
0: podcast. I- <laughs> I had no idea, to be honest, what his name was. So, yeah, I oh, didn't, I did. I I didn't know until I looked
1: it up either. Yeah. Does it get, uh, sad I do, I don't
0: huh? No, enough.
1: I don't think so. Definitely not. I do have another question. Uh, this one is a little bit more, uh, probably easier to get, honestly. Um, but yeah. So, yeah, we were talking about the black hole. Um, how many hours did it take to render each, uh, each frame of the black hole? So each frame it was on screen, how many hours did it take to render? We've got under 10, about 50, or over 100. Corbin, which one do you think it is, dude?
0: Going about 50. Okay.
1: Okay. Good guess. Going down the middle. Aiden, how are you?
2: Oh, I'm going. Give me the
1: over on this one, dude. Oh, yeah. I can't believe Corbin got that wrong. It's kind of embarrassing for the craft. It took over 100 by a lot, I think. They didn't give a specific number for because It's embarrassing. Um... But yeah, they worked hard on that thing, dude. Over a hundred motherfucking hours per frame. I don't even know how like you even produce a movie. Like how do they even make this? Cause, I mean, you're taking over a hundred hours just for a single frame. Well, that's I don't know just how many like frames were in 100, that
0: sequence. That's a hundred hours of it just sitting there, like a computer sitting and rendering. That's what I'm saying.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, dude, just the amount of time that takes. And like that black hole's in the movie for a significant amount of time. They go in it, then they come back to it as well. So I mean, yeah. I thought that was just really interesting. Just researching this movie a little bit, but yeah. Corbin, and, uh, 0, for, 0 for two on the, uh, the trivia this week for me, buddy. Kind of sad you were. Maybe. You got t- you got two last right week because I messed up. Yeah, it's, uh... it's all right.
2: Hey, Corbin will come back right here.
1: With, uh... Oh
0: yeah, I just want to say the <laughs> correction to the last episode: the money was twenty thousand dollars at the uh, School of Rock.
1: Yes. Uh, oh, it wasn't Battle... twenty five.
0: It was Battle of the yeah. Bands. It, it was 20,000. I was correct. So he, so.
1: he was wow. two for three last week. Um, over
0: for, for 2 this week.
1: Yeah, tough. All right. I got uh, I got
2: two. I got two of them I came up with here. I do adjust one of them because it got answered within two seconds of us talking about this movie.
1: <laughs> what was the one that got adjusted?
2: It was the baseball team. It was the Yankees. Oh. I didn't realize <laughs> you guys were going to pick up on that like that. It was, you guys That's easy, just, funny. Apparently...
1: Love
0: right, baseball.
2: Right. Hey, Corby, you get this one right. You get this one right. All right. <laughs> when they shot the scene on Matt Damon's planet with all the snow, like that, they went and shot that like on site, like somewhere. Yeah,
0: on a on a planet.
2: Yeah. Okay, no, but like somewhere. <laughs> yeah, no, they went <laughs> to this planet. Yeah, they, they shot I, this.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I get I
2: what you're saying. saying. All right. So, out of the f- those four actors that were on the planet, so McConaughey, and Hathaway, the uh, David, Gayasi mm-hmm. and Matt Damon. Um, one of them got hypothermia. Corbin. which out of those four got hypothermia on set?
0: Well, I do know the answer, so do you want Cody to right. right? <laughs>
1: Yeah,
2: Cody. You
0: know, this is a tough one. Who do I think would get hypothermia?
1: I think McConaughey's cocky enough to get hypothermia. Uh, I feel like it's Anne Hathaway for some reason. I don't think it's the David guy because it's just too low-key. There's no way Matt dame was not on set that long either. Ah, oh, dude, I think it's what kind of. I'm gonna go Anne Hathaway. So Fucker.
0: Good answer. Good Anne answer. Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Fucking go. for Uh-oh. two,
1: boys. Two There's like, all right.
0: Real quickly, <laughs> let me let me butt in here. Uh did you guys Uh-oh, see that story? All over that. Did you guys see that story <laughs> that came out that was like, oh, Ann Hathaway says Christopher Nolan doesn't allow chairs on set? No. No. That like happened last December, where it was like this big, like all these articles, like Anne Hathaway says Christopher Nolan doesn't let anybody sit in chairs because if there's chairs, then people will sit and not work, and there's no chairs allowed on a set. Apparently, everyone was like, "That's not true." So it was a weird thing that came out, but um, Mm -hmm. it came out the same time that she was talking about doing the movie, and she said like everyone hated their spacesuits, but like they were too scared to say anything to Christopher Nolan. And then, like, Matt Damon's first day on set, he's like, this is the most fucking uncomfortable thing I've ever worn in my entire life. Well, tough. No one um, has a tight shit, Yeah. All right, Aiden, what's your second question?
2: All right, Corbin, hopefully you don't know the answer to this one already. All right. So at the beginning of the movie, um, one of their neighbors is like, burning a bunch of their crop. Um, what is the crop that they're burning?
1: Oh, this is so easy.
2: This is pretty
0: easy.
1: I don't even need multiple choice, my guy. It's okra. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right, dude. Okra. That's what Michael King calls it.
0: All right, here we go.
1: Okra has gone this year.
0: I'll be uh, gone next year. I will. Uh, I I got another question for you guys. Okay, so. Oh no. Fun fact about this movie: all the corn, hundred percent practical. Christopher Nolan actually went out, bought some fields, bought the corn, planted it. Legit corn. Um, and at the end of the day, they actually made a profit. He planted on, it himself? Yeah. Well, yes. Hand by, <laughs> seed by seed he, he planted wow. it. Um, but they ended up selling it at the end of production and they actually made a profit on the corn that they bought. So um, mm-hmm. that that's interesting. How much corn and I can give multiple choice, how many acres of cornfields did they plant?
1: Acres? Yeah, let's hear the multiple
0: choice. <clears throat> 400. 500.
1: Why are they growing so much fucking corn? Jesus Christ. I would say, like got probably 300. That's a lot of fucking me, corn already,
0: dude. Give
1: me 500.
0: Taking it over. 500. Is it 500? 500 acres yes. of corn. Oh my God,
1: dude. What are they doing with so much corn? They only grow for like. Two acres of it, I
0: feel like apparently he learned that you could do that because he produced Man of Steel, and on Man of Steel, they also planted a bunch of corn. So <laughs> <Sick>.
1: <laughs> dude. that's the definition of a weird fucking movie <laughs> fact right there. I, I here's a, props for that.
0: Here's a weird fact. Michael Shannon, the guy who plays Zod in Man of Steel, mm-hmm. and he's and he's in other stuff. That dude is coming and doing a show. He's coming to Cornerstone, which is where I work in Muncie, and he's he's putting on a play with the guy who voices the old guy in Up.
1: Like <laughs> I so very, it's very random. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Michael Shannon and Ed Asner are putting on Ed a play yeah, at my
1: at, at my work. Interesting stuff. You might have to peep a video, live stream of that shit. Dude.
0: <laughs> Alrighty, uh, now we're gonna move on to uh, our next category, the pitch section. Aiden, what do you want to see? Sequel, remake, ten-episode miniseries? What's your pitch?
2: Um, I think like a prequel to this movie would be pretty interesting. I don't really. I think a sequel would be pretty stupid because, like, I don't know. Like, where do you go from here? They just go to the next planet. Like, you kind of already saw what happened with the time shift. I think like a prequel, like getting to see maybe not like directly like the same characters, but just getting to see like how their society got to be like the way it was like the food shortages and then like i don't know like what about dust situation i think that would have been pretty interesting because i think a prequel would just ruin this movie which is probably why they would do it but
1: Eh. yeah that was kind of all i didn't decent decent idea i definitely agree i definitely don't want a sequel sounds like the most boring fucking thing i've ever seen in my life um I said, give me a little, you know, HBO Max spinoff TV series here, um, and show me, show me the in betweens between uh, the Murph breakthrough and them building those massive fucking space stations. Because uh, that actually looks pretty interesting. Um, just like all the analytics of that, obviously, just her going through the scientific scientific discovery phase. You know, trying to get the world on board with this. I feel like that's going to be pretty tough to do. To convince you know however many people are left to you know just leave earth and go live on these you know just massive cylinders in space um take take some convincing i feel like and then yeah just the construction of those things as well how they get all that crap up there the whole physics of it i think is would be interesting to go into more um and yeah bring back jessica chastain tover grace get you know better better writer i think actually be pretty fun series
0: so yeah um i don't I don't have anything too in depth here. Uh, they actually, I guess, did a comic like about Interstellar and like about some of the stuff that happens on the planet with Doctor Man, which uh, is interesting. Uh, but my pitch is: I, I have two options. First of all, real simple, just like all the Lazarus missions to like seeing like it doesn't have to be Matt Damon, but that character and Edmonds and uh, the other chick like just them going out on the Lazarus mission them landing on the planets what happens but maybe a little bit the prior and the leading up to that of like how like they have to keep NASA hidden and there's some like government espionage and it's a little bit of like a spy science fiction thriller and the world's dying uh and then the other option is let's just let's see Cooper and uh Dr. Brand starting the colony on the planet uh they have to raise all these children it's like half a dozen kids you know they're just there's just some parents and they're they're raising kids they don't love each other but it's 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 just a a weird family dynamic with matthew mcgonaghy and ann hathaway <laughs> on, on a de- desert <laughs> on a planet
1: they don't wow. love each other it's Someone like a, that a t-shirt, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then maybe they that, don't love each other maybe that dude that ann hathaway uh they end up is in love with they end up finding him and then uh he wakes up and he's like he's got issues with the way Cooper's running things and then there's a little bit of uh you know power struggle there.
1: Maybe he's like a zombie comes out of the ground <laughs> Ooh. starts haunting the kids at night, dude I like that.
0: Good. I mean we need aliens. We're waiting for aliens to come up at some point in this it's true That but... sounds like a terrible idea. But...
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm <laughs> like, not yeah. Got... <laughs>
0: Wow. <laughs> hey, we gotta have bad ideas to have good ideas, right?
1: That's probably what no one would do for the sequel. Honestly, just make a f- fucking
0: sitcom out of it. So yeah, that's what I want. That. I I want like a sitcom, like Full House, dude. Twenty episodes. Okay,
1: yeah, Full House on but Atlanta. but they don't love each other though. That's the big thing.
0: Do yeah, it's like, like they're just they're they're in a relationship <laughs> where they you know are caring for children, but they're not intimate. So sounds like my. <laughs> no. so just fu- so just full house at that point alright we're gonna rate this movie out of 69 for no particular reason you're gonna look at me and you're gonna tell me that I'm wrong am I wrong my favorite. we got a guest on so we'll uh, we'll let him rate this movie out of 69 first
2: um, I'd say probably 55 out of 69 alright 69 is oh. a hard uh, rating it's, it's pretty low dude is it pretty low
1: I don't know. Kind of.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of in between. All right.
2: All right. all right. You know what? Yeah. Give me a
0: 56. 56 oh,
1: wow.
2: Record. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you guys to... kind of talked me out of it. I was, uh, I had a 62 on my notes, but you guys kind of talked me out of it during the podcast. I've been, oh, we, dude, been worse
0: and worse. Don't
1: let us change your opinion on the movie. Bro. We made
0: him hate his favorite movie.
1: <laughs> hold strong, my guy. Yeah, uh, hold strong, dude. Another Cody.
0: I'm guessing yours is going to be on a lower end, so I'll let you go next, and then I'll meet in the middle. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I just
1: don't enjoy watching his movies, so I don't think I can score it very high. That's probably the only Nolan film I can actually probably say that about as well. Just kind of sad. Uh, yeah, this is on the lower end for me. Um, I don't remember what my scores were for the low ones. They were probably pretty bad. I think this is probably round holes, but uh, if holes are higher, it sh- should be. Oh, holes I put a 42. That's pretty low for holes. Alright, I'll bump this down a little bit then. I was gonna say 48, but I'll say forty six. 46 out of 69. I mean, I just don't want to watch it again. Sort of sort of around like the same as The Last Jedi. Um, but that movie just fucking is worse. Um, but yeah, good visuals, good direction, but I just don't enjoy watching this movie. It's tough. So yeah, 40, 46 out of sixty nine. Bring her home, Corbin.
0: Um yeah, I, I am in the middle of you two, actually, uh right in the middle. So we got a forty six, we got a fifty-six, and I am uh coming in with a hot fifty. I do like this movie a lot. I like Nolan movies by quite a bit, but it is not my favorite Nolan movie by any shot or any comparison. Um and uh I it, it has its flaws. It's 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 way too long. There's way too many too much talking there's weird characters at points and i think uh 50 is a good spot for it to be um very visually impressive movie but not without its issues
1: you know that's not in the middle right yeah
0: that's not in the middle <laughs> it'd be like 51 right? 51 <laughs> <laughs> yeah middle in the <laughs> sense of like
1: <laughs> <Just> kidding, <baby>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> middle yeah, in the i knew, sense what of you, like... I knew what you, you said that you, you said had 46 56. 56 yeah yeah i said
1: dead in the middle. i realized it's not yeah <laughs> it was so fun. that's funny Yeah, close. you are in the middle just not the middle
0: fair enough um i want to do something really quickly uh i'm a big letterbox fan and i'm going to read in this portion of the show i'm going to read some letterbox reviews and you guys can see what you think about it uh watch this on my 13-inch macbook air just as christopher nolan intended that is also how i watch this movie that's kind of sad tell me on tv dude Tell me, you wouldn't cry too if your son grew up to be Casey Affleck? <laughs> and then a Maybe little if he's bit, Ben
1: Affleck, I'd care. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Timothy Chalamet growing up and become Casey Affleck is one of the grossest things I've ever witnessed. And that is all.
1: They're just making fun of Casey Affleck, dude. Well,
0: fair enough. You think you he, if he
1: if he grew up to if he grew up to be Ben Affleck, uh, Matthew McConaughey would probably care about him?
0: But... Casey Affleck might oh, have had usually. some. I believe he had some allegations against him. I don't. I can't comment on the validity of them, but I believe who was... hasn't in
1: Hollywood, dude? Jesus Christ! I'm.
0: I'm just saying. Sounds a shit That's getting cut. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, Aiden. What have you been watching recently? Anything? Um, got any recommendations? Doctor well, Noodle. This
2: is probably this is probably the first movie I've watched in 2021, but um, I want to recommend like him. No, it's yeah, July. I, I don't watch movies, bro. Um, wow. I want to recommend a movie I've seen a lot of trailers for. It's called Escape Room Tournament of Champions. It looks excellent. Um, oh. I think it'll probably be reviewed on this podcast at some point. Probably win a,
0: I'm going to go, a, go a, see it Grammys. for sure. So.
2: I've only seen an ad for it every single time I turn on TV. Yeah, me, so, yeah me I they,
0: recommend that. One. <laughs> yeah,
1: they, uh, they kept playing that ad over and over and over again. It looks fucking terrible.
0: I, I've um, been to the movies a couple times, and that is the one trailer that has played at every single movie. Yeah. like it's it's a constant. It doesn't matter what genre the the movie I'm watching is. It's always Tournament of Champions. Um, you can't even watch. The, I have to pay like two dollars if I want to watch the original one. So I might just go in <laughs> blind, not not see the. Uh, not <laughs> their see marketing the marketing
1: camp. Their marketing campaign is crazy though, dude. It or is props to them. Props to them, but they did give away like
0: terrible. the big twist in the commercial where it's like they think they're out of the escape room and then. They're not. Wow! It's just a. You're, street. Invest,
1: you're invested already. You? I
0: I've seen this trailer in a theater like six <laughs> times.
1: <laughs> All right, I'll go next. I don't have much to recommend either. Um, but yeah, the season finale of Loki was uh was this week, and you know what? I thought I thought it was better than than I expected going into it. You know, the first couple episodes, like I talked about last week on the podcast, really enjoyed. Uh, the, the next two were just sort of iffy. This last one. I would say it was also iffy, but I actually really liked it. Sort of just a, a sit down with, you know, a new character. And I thought they landed it pretty well. Also, I mean, spoilers. Um, so I'm going to say his name. Just fuck it. Who the fuck cares? Uh, this isn't coming out for another like five days. Uh, I, I mean, King the Conqueror. This, this isn't King the Conqueror, but it is King. Um, I thought they set him up
0: Jonathan, beautifully. Jonathan Majors.
1: He's a great actor as well. I like him a lot um yeah super charismatic and they just set up his character to i think the perfect degree they just come in they sit down this guy talk to him for a fucking half hour just like we get to know who he is which is great um but that's not even really going to be his final form exactly he's gonna be a complete asshole but with that personality which i think is kind of a genius move um yeah the, um, the the mcu is just just gone to at this point dude doctor strange 2 spooderman 3 they're gonna be off the rocker just all these multiverses like clashing i actually don't know what they're gonna do now and that kind of makes me excited about the mcu i really wasn't the past couple movies so yeah i still haven't seen black widow to be fair to be, um so yeah I, i'm just not i'm excited to see it but i mean it's just another marvel movie at this point i'm excited they're doing their stuff
0: yeah i mean we've got uh five and a half months left in this year in this calendar year and we've got three mcu movies and two mcu tv shows still yet to come out and uh yeah i'm very excited to see dude uh, spider-man
1: comes different. out this year and we don't even have a trailer
0: yet in december yeah i think we'll get it it's soon. crazy i think I it mean, was I'm waiting sure. on loki
1: i mean obviously but still and maybe even insane. what
0: if a little bit too but yeah um so i went and saw a uh, fast nine in movie theaters, and um, how's, how's
2: the how's the family?
0: Well, <laughs> they stay strong. I tell you what, it might be one of the worst movies I've watched this year. Uh, so that wow. yeah, Jake said it might have been the worst movie he's ever watched. I think Sound that's like, a little, little bit of an overexaggeration. Like
1: a the family, dude, I don't know. Vin Diesel's gonna come for your ass. I yeah, like yeah, the Fast and and Furious movie. he's on the way right now.
0: But uh, <laughs> this was not very good. Um, I'll reiterate that Loki um, is really great. And then uh, I'm gonna suggest three movies with Matt Damon cameos because fuck you guys. Ragnarok. Uh, Thor Ragnarok, Deadpool two, and recent release No Sudden Move. Check them out. Uh, all pretty good movies. So, what's his cameo
1: in Deadpool two? If you I don't know. know, you
0: don't know. He plays like the country. He's in a ton of makeup. You can't even tell it's him. But oh, sick. Um. Yeah. Haven't watched a lot of movies. I've been into. I've been watching The Sopranos lately. So. Oh really? Great. Wow. Yeah big mobster guy there's a i watched like half of goodfellas i rewatched goodfellas also but um there's like a sopranos prequel movie coming out in like two months or something so oh, watching really? the sopranos so yeah.
1: fair enough yeah i think it's some pretty good television from what i've heard but yeah i, d-
0: I know how it ends which kind of sucks because like we like learned about it in one of my classes and they like we watched the final scene um yeah but... i've seen that as well
1: <laughs> i don't know why they do that honestly it's kind of a dick move from you know the media well, schools
0: but he was like this is a spoiler and i was like oh i'll probably never watch this and then now i'm watching it i'm invested and i'm like ah well i know what's gonna happen <laughs> but i that guess you, you don't know what's gonna happen because right ambiguous, but yeah. you're a big fan right Aiden?
2: i yeah i've never seen any of yeah the things you just recommended
0: all right um <laughs> well thank, you for, show, thank you for coming you for coming man yeah, man, this no, is a, it's a long
2: a good
1: one. movie as well. Yeah, great thanks guess. for having me
2: on. I feel like I learned a lot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> learned who this Michael Caine was. This is definitely gonna time. be a long episode, dude. We had a lot to talk about. I think it was a great pick. It, it was a good guest, man. Great yeah. guy.
0: Appreciate you coming <laughs> on. Been waiting for this for a long time, and I'm sure the fans are gonna love it.
2: Oh, I'll,
1: I'll be
0: sharing it left and right. Don't you worry.
2: Thanks <laughs> for nice having me on, guys. You. I had a really oh, good yeah. time. I will say. All
0: right, uh, we'll see everybody next week. And uh stay Cody, p- any sneak peeks of what what you're picking? Nah, I don't
1: know. Well, <laughs> I'll figure it out. Stay, stay capped, folks.
0: <laughs> Follow us at cat podcast. Peace. Peace. This didn't fit into our main episode, but uh I just have this little audio clip of Cody and I having a little chat while Aiden was dealing with some technical difficulties during that ad break that we had. So uh, just wanted to throw this in at the end. If you listen this far, uh, hear us talk about some uh, new movies that have come out recently.
1: That uh, that other chicken tenant, she's like a newbie as well.
0: Which girl? The
1: main girl. <laughs> I don't know.
0: not a well. newbie.
1: What else was she in for? No, I'm saying for... Oh, Christian for him. Holm.
0: Yeah. He yeah. doesn't really... Uh, he that was basically
1: an entirely new cast, I think. He doesn't... Him, which is doesn't, very
0: surprising. He really sticks with his men more than his women, I would say. But, That's true. Um, I, I, I guess uh, What's-Her-Name is in two movies. Aunt Anne Hathaway. Yeah.
1: And that, that chick it's, from The Dark Knight right? Rises.
0: She's in a bunch of this stuff,
1: too. She's uh, Leo's wife in Inception. Yeah, we can hear you.
0: Yeah. You
1: know what I'm talking about, Corbin? What's her name?
0: Maggie Gyllenhaal? <laughs> no, she plays... plays.
1: she plays Razagul's no, she daughter, yeah. She's the
0: French chick. Well, she's not in The Dark Knight Rises. She's in Batman Begins. Yes, she is. No. That's she's in The Dark Knight Rises.
1: She stabs Batman at the end.
0: Her name is Marion Cotillard, I believe. Yeah, and she's Leo's
1: wife in The Inception. That's the same person, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah,
0: she plays, plays Mall. Yeah, it's Marion Cotillard. She's uh, I'm pretty sure she's the one who is she the one who just said that Adam Driver performed oral sex on her? No, that was someone else. Who was that?
1: <laughs> what you said that? <laughs> that, was probably, that was probably ScarJo, dude. <laughs> oh, dude,
2: Adam Driver should have been this movie. Oh my god.
0: No, there's a there's a new movie called Annette where he it's a musical and he performs oral sex. While singing in the musical, and well, it has to check it out, dude. and it has Marion Cotillard in it. Yeah, I was right. <laughs> That'll be an interesting scene. Yeah. <laughs> All right, <laughs> ready to to head back into it. <laughs> yeah, kick it into gear, my guy.